everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Sponge Talk Podcast. Today, y'all get to hear from two of my sweet, sweet friends, Gracie Deloach and Lillian Holland. And they have so much wisdom and sweetness and goodness to offer. And they have just had such a big impact on me and my walk of faith. And really, this podcast wouldn't be possible without them and their friendship. So I can't wait for you to hear everything they have to say. Hi. We're so excited. <laughs> I miss y'all so much. So it's so good to see your faces. I know. I miss you guys too. So soon. Like three yeah, weeks. Very soon. Counting down the days. <laughs> yes. I know. I'm so ready. And um, just for everyone who's listening, a little bit of background. Lillian and Gracie are some of my closest friends. And I guess we have been friends literally since the first week of freshman year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like since the first day. Oh my gosh. Oh. Wait, I want to tell the story of when I first met Lucy Chapman. This is my favorite story. So Lillian, you know, Lillian and I had like been, we had been texting or whatever because we had a mutual friend. And I remember it was the first day of Summit. We went to this pre-orientation thing called Summit um, to get plugged in with Campus Ministries or whatever before we went to school. And I walked up to Lillian and I was like, Lillian, oh my gosh, it's so good to see you, whatever. And Lucy's standing next to her and she's like, hey, my name is Lucy. I was like, oh, hey, nice to meet you. And Lillian goes, yeah, we're looking for her bag. And I was like, what do you mean? Lucy's like, I lost my suitcase. Like everything that she had brought to Summit, Lucy had completely lost. And the craziest thing, I was like, what is the deal with this girl? Because she's sitting there so chill, like not at all concerned, has never met like anyone before. And she's just like, yeah, I don't have clothes or shoes. <laughs> and it was so funny. And I was like, I'm going to be friends. With <laughs> Beautiful. It was funny. So um, just to get us started, I think it would be sweet if y'all both answered the question that I like to ask everyone. So that question is, what is an area of goodness that you have seen recently in your life? And I always say that as Christians, I don't think we are optimistic, but rather I like to describe us as hopeful. And y'all, first of all, are two of the most hopeful, joyful people I know. So I think it's really important to focus on like what we do know is good and what we do know is true and um, where we are finding joy, even when things are hard and confusing, because our hearts as Christians should just be in a constant state of gratitude and of thankfulness um, because we have so much to be joyful for, even if it doesn't seem like it right at first. So y'all's answer, it can be like a story or about a person um, or like literally anything like a song. So Y'all got it. Take it away. So I've had a super fun summer and super thankful to be hanging out with some kiddos five days a week. It's a time. Um, And it's definitely been, the Lord has been teaching me a lot about patience. Um, They're super fun, but sometimes it can get a little, little cray cray, if you know what I'm saying. So, but the other day we had just like the best day ever. And I was just like not expecting it. I'd kind of gone into the like, oh, it's another day. Probably going to have to be stern with them. Um, which I don't like doing, but sometimes you got to be. But Wheezy, the little girl, was picking them up from golf camp. And um, Wheezy was like, just had a negative attitude at the gate. And I just felt the need to be like, all right, Wheezy, hop out of the car. We're going to hug and we're going to have a great day. And it was just one of those things that like, I came into the day kind of with a negative attitude and she did too. And then once we kind of addressed the situation and hugged it out, we just had a really, really good day. And I think like that just goes to show how my mindset kind of has been through this quarantine is just like super, I don't know, like, okay, this is another day in quarantine, like the same old, same old. But I think like when we shift our gaze on on the Lord and, and positive things and really just be like, okay, this is going to be a great day and declare joy over our lives. Like it's just it happens and the Lord blesses that request. So that was just a really cool thing. And now we kind of make that a a ritual if things get a little bit a little bit crazy or negative so that was a sweet moment that is so awesome I love that that was so good and I don't normally share my area of goodness but I was just babysitting and I have a similar story and I can go last but that's a good one and just like the power of just looking at someone you love and being like all right like let's hug it out you know like that's so good and that's another thing I'm excited about, like when we get back to school, just be like close to people, physically close to people, 
Because right. um, that really can change everything. Like putting a hand on someone's shoulder, like holding someone hand, someone's hand while they're, um, you know, upset. That's that's really sweet, love. I love yeah, it. It was sweet. <laughs> That's awesome. I think for me, the Lord has been really teaching me a lot about rest and kind of reshaping, honestly, the way that I feel like He is calling me to live my day to day, which is really awesome. Uh, So just as a little background, for those of you who don't know me, I have a tendency to go like a thousand miles a minute at all times. I never slow down. I want to be everywhere at once. Um, I want to be everybody's best friend. And I think some of that is good. Like I really do enjoy being busy, but I ran myself into the ground freshman year. Like ask Chloe and Lucy, they will tell you like I hit rock bottom because I was so exhausted and was not giving myself any time um, to really recover. And everything good in my life kind of had turned into a checklist. Like I would wake up super early in the morning just to squeeze in my quiet time. I'd have like three coffee dates a day. Like not that's not an exaggeration. Like I literally would. And all of a sudden people turned into a schedule for me and it just was really overwhelming. And I was kind of humbled by the fact that I'm definitely not a superwoman in cannot function that way. Um, so quarantine has been a challenge for me because it is not in my nature or wasn't in my nature to want to slow down. Um, but Lucy and I actually did this book study with John Bourgeois, who is our REF campus minister. And we read this book called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. It's by John Mark Comer. And he basically is writing about what it looks like to live an unhurried life, um, all in terms of analyzing the way that Jesus lived by reading the gospels. And I think it has honestly completely changed the way I see see our calling in the day-to-day because Jesus does incredible things. Jesus raises people from the dead. He heals people of sickness. He dies on a cross to save us from our sins, and yet he is never in a hurry. Jesus is never rushing around. He's like, oh, dang it. Like He's never like, I forgot to heal this person. Like, oh, can't heal you. Got to be somewhere else in five minutes. Like He'll take two days. He'll take a week. He'll take as long as he needs just to be with people and love people, and I think that that is such a cool thing to consider in this season and going into um into another school year and I don't know I feel like the Lord has really um shown me so much beauty and resting and those are the times when we're closest to him and when we come to him and so I think it makes me really excited kind of going forward to do college um differently and give myself space and time um to simply love people and be where the Lord puts me um instead of making such an insane schedule for myself that I actually kind of um (laughs) sorry that's my friend James um (laughs) that I actually don't even have the capacity to love because I'm so exhausted so I think that's been (laughs) that's been really good for me that's cool so my moment of goodness that I wanted to share like I said I normally don't do this but um today I was babysitting and it wasn't even the plan for me to babysit until like um a few hours before I ended up going so I was kind of in the same mental place as Lil. I was like, oh, you know, like it's just another day. Like I've been doing a lot of babysitting over this time. And so I was like, just another, you know, day with the kiddos. And then um, something I love to do with the this family, um, it's two girls. And they normally have a friend or two over that are also girls. Something I love to do with them is get them to go to their rooms. And for like 15, 20 minutes, they get ready. So they'll either put on a bunch of makeup or put on super fun like princess dresses or like mermaid tails and um it's so fun and the first thing I they said when I came over today is that they wanted to do that and I was like of course so um I give them their time and they get ready and I'm not supposed to look at them until they come out but then they came out and the first girl she was one of their friends she goes will you play you say by Lauren Daigle and I almost started crying like normally the songs we dance to are like Paw Patrol or like literally Old Town Road. Like I'm not kidding. And <laughs> so and so when she said we play You Say, I was like, stop. Because I was also listening to the interview with Sadie and Lauren Daigle this morning when Lauren talked about how she wrote that song and why she wrote it. And so then when this little girl asked me to like play I was like um yes and so y'all she's in a princess dress and she gets up and she's just dancing and singing to it and every time it said you say I loved she would point to the sky 
like she was pointing at God and she would point to herself. And I'm like about to cry thinking about it right now. But I was thinking, holy cow, I cannot wait to tell Gracie and Lillian about this. Um, and then the other girl who I normally babysit for, she said, okay, my song is True Girl. And I've never heard her ask for that song before. And I play it and it starts saying like, I'm a true girl. Um, I have joy down in my heart. Jesus is my foundation. And all of these truths just over and over again in the lyrics, like I'm a true girl. Like um, I focus on eternity. I was freaking out. I was like, y'all have to keep dancing. Let me take all these videos of you. <laughs> so it was just so sweet. I was just, I was just rocked by that. Wow. That's really cool. And even thinking about like, we're called to have faith like a child. And it's like so beautiful to see these little children, like completely claiming the identity that Jesus gives him. And like, what if we were just like that? Like, what if we just danced around saying like, this is who you say I am? I don't know. I think that's so awesome. It's so funny because um, just that's just so, such an act of boldness to me. And the fact that they weren't embarrassed or they were just dancing, like nobody was watching. Um, And I think the three of us have talked a lot about like being bold and dancing like David did and King David did in the streets and like not caring about what anyone thought of him. And he was dancing and singing and praising the Lord. And I just think that's such a depiction of that. Um, And wow, the fact that these girls are doing that at such a young age is just super powerful. So super cool. That's awesome. And it goes back perfectly to like the way that the friendships between the three of us um, like developed a lot at the beginning of the school year, because um, I remember I was like, you know what? Like, I want to be bold. Like, I really want to lean into this Christian walk and I really want to lean into my identity as a daughter of the maker of the universe. And I know in my heart that that requires me to be truthful and it requires me to be bold. And I've talked about that a lot on the podcast too, but y'all prayed that over me so many times, like at very specific moments where I needed boldness, y'all prayed that over me. And while I was in those moments, I knew that I had two of you in my corner, literally actively praying. And then it's so cool because I don't know. I just, I can see the way that the Lord has grown me a lot in that area. And then also the dance like David thing, like, um, what's the story again? So David, I mean, he's like a king, right? And then he just starts dancing in the middle of the street, not caring what anyone thought, right? Yeah, it's from it's from Second Samuel six fourteen, and it says, "And David danced before the Lord with all of his might." And I don't even remember what kind of was going on, um, or like why that really captured us. But I think like for some reason that really became what we lived by, like our first semester of college, and that was a way we really encouraged each other. Because um, I think it's so easy when you're at a new place um, and meeting new people to, I don't know, kind of take your identity from literally anything else other than the Lord. And we all, I know, fall into that temptation, especially as girls. It's like this race to have the right clothes and the right friends and do the right things and post the right things on Instagram. Um, And I think there was so much rest for us and joy found in this idea of David, like a king. Like he is royal. He is regal. He is a ruler of a country, like anointed by the Lord. And he like dances in reckless abandon before Jesus and we were like if David can do that and he's a king like so can we we're just three 18 19 year old girls I don't know I think that like for me shaped a lot of the way I approached my freshman year which I think is really awesome that's good and I think it is it makes me laugh because for example when I was making a video at the end of the uh, our freshman year um, and like combining all these videos we had I got everyone to send me videos too And so many of them were of all of us dancing. Like there's a whole chunk of my freshman year video where it's just dancing videos. And you're so right that like when I think back on the year, there were so many times, for example, like like at football games or like in our rooms or there was even a time, oh, like at the RUF winter conference where we just like absolutely go nuts and just dance so hard. And that's just so sweet. And it's it's funny to look back and see that a large portion of my freshman year was just dancing <laughs> and just like super pure. <laughs> that's so true. It's actually, um, I was reading Sadie Robertson and we keep, we love Sadie Rob. We love Sadie Rob. Yeah. Um, I was reading her book called Live. And one of the chapters was just her talking about dancing. <laughs> and um, she said that, she like had been to this kind of juvenile 
um, prison to preach to some girls. And it was just really awkward at first. Like no one was really, really listening. It was, she just felt really uncomfortable. And she said that she's like, well, this is awkward. And then just started like playing music and just started dancing and was like, I'm not going to stop dancing until every one of you is dancing. Everybody started dancing, whatever. And it just broke the ice so well. And it was just such a depiction of just like joy and the fact that she was bold. It was just a trickle effect and just had an effect on everyone else and just struck them um, because they were like, how can you just dance like that? That's kind of weird. And then they joined in. So it's just, I don't know. That's such a powerful, freeing motion that's just pure worship. So that was cool. Yeah. I think what about that is so cool too is that like boldness inspires boldness. And Lucy, I like have really felt that with this podcast. Cause I think me and Lillian were both really nervous like <laughs> to come on and I don't know, like have our words shared, but seeing just what a blessing it has been. I know for me and for so many other people to listen to you. And be so bold and share what the Lord has in your heart really encouraged me. And I think kind of got me and Lillian here um, because we've been inspired by your boldness. And so, I don't know, I just think that's such a cool idea that like when the Lord gives us that gift and like gives us our identity and says, then go and be bold, proclaim my name, like that inspires others around us to do the same, which is really cool. So thanks, Lou. Oh, you're sweet. Thank you. And that's funny because I even had someone reach out to me about wanting to start her own podcast. And so we talked on the phone for a little bit and I just kind of gave her my advice um, and like some resources on how to do that. But that's cool. And then um, I think just like one more thing I wanted to say about the dancing thing and then I'll stop because (laughs) whatever. Um, When I was at Capernaum Club, I had never been in um, like a community of so many friends with special needs and been so accepted by that community before. And I was at club with them for the very first time. And for people who don't know, like Young Life Club, you dance, you go crazy. And for me, sometimes that kind of thing makes me super self-conscious. Maybe like when you're at camp and everyone's dancing, you're like, oh gosh, like I don't have any moves. Like (laughs) it can be like an awkward thing. But when I was at Capernaum Club, y'all, these kids were just dancing like nobody's business. And I felt so free to do the same thing. That was one of the most fun experiences of my freshman year. And just to see, like you said, the way that these kids were like, had such a childlike faith, the way they just dance before the Lord and the way they just encourage and dance before each other. It was so much fun. And I just learned a lot from that. So that's cool. I didn't even know dancing was such a theme until right now. So <laughs> we love to boogie. We do. We like to boogie. <laughs> Another thing. I thought was cool about you saying that like boldness inspires boldness is a few like a few of us have read that book captivating and it says that like um women in rest invite other women into rest and like a woman whose heart is at rest in the Lord invites others into that rather than striving I feel like that was a big theme of freshman year too because and I have said this to you two over a hundred times but y'all are the most at rest and joyful girls I know. You know what I mean? Your heart is so centered with the heart of God that your identity is not a place of striving. It's a place of rest. And therefore you invite other people into that. And I'm thankful for y'all. It's a cool thing. So That's encouraging. I don't know. For me, I feel like I, it's a constant check with myself because I'm so fickle and have such a tendency to try and like steal identity from the things around me instead of receiving it from the Lord. And I think, again, like these friendships have really been such a learning place for me in that. And I definitely am still learning how to do that. But that's awesome. And so true of both of you too. Yeah. It's just so cool that we can encourage each other to be bold and confident in our identity. Um, I just think that's just so important to just surround yourself with people that really just proclaim boldness and encourage you constantly. When you're around those people, you can't help but be on fire for Jesus because you're seeing his work right in front of you. But honestly, I had never been so on fire for Jesus until I went to Wake Forest. Like I I thought, you know, oh, I'm a Christian, all these things. And then once you're on your own, you really realize that you have to cling to the Lord with all you got and surrounding yourself with people that are cling to him is such an encouragement and and such a valuable asset when coming into school or just in high school um, if you're listening to this in high school or going into college or in college just surrounding yourself with people who point you to the Lord first 
and then point at you and say you're beautiful and go out and do his work. I mean, it's just such a blessing to have. I will add one of our um, followers or listeners swiped up on my story and said that she would love to hear about navigating friendships through high school. And we had another friend say um, that she would love to hear us talk about, you know, friendships and community in college. So if we want to talk about high school for a little bit first, we can talk a cool thing about high school. My high school experience, I went to a high school with, I graduated with about, about 60 people. And so some people in my class were really similar to me. And some people in my class were probably polar opposites from me. But high school gives you a really cool opportunity because if you think about it, you're there seven hours a day, five days a week. I think it gives you such a cool opportunity to love everyone around you with literally no agenda. And that means love them if they completely agree with you or completely disagree with you about things that you believe in, if they don't believe in those things at all. I would say that so much of the foundation of my faith happened while I was in high school, because especially uh, with my friends who were non-believers, we had really cool conversations. And for example, I was in an English class where we got to debate things like abortion and death penalty and all of these things. And I grew so much in my understanding of God and of what it means to be a Christian by having honest and difficult conversations with my friends who are non-believers. And that doesn't mean trying to prove them wrong all the time. It means loving them. And it means having those conversations respectfully and um, telling them what you believe, but also not letting them dissuade you from what you believe or denounce your worth or your identity or your value because you believe something different than them. And I'll add one more thing on that is doubt. Having doubts and questions does not mean that you are not a Christian. It does not mean that you are not saved. Having doubts and having questions means that the Holy Spirit is working in your heart and he is trying to show you even bigger truths and even better things. And so I would just encourage you to talk about those doubts and those questions with your youth pastor, your parents, or someone who can lead you in the right direction. But a lot of times for me, after having conversations with people who were not believers, it gave me a lot of questions. And what you have to do with that is just take that to God and take that to people wiser than you. And then I just think high school is a really cool place to not to be cheesy, but to let your light shine. Because Mm -hmm. for me, it was a small community and people are watching what you do and Um, They're watching the way you treat people. And if you are just kind and you just love the people around you and like, you're like, hey, I'm going to this Bible study. Do you want to come? Or you go sit with the person in the cafeteria who has no friends and who is sitting completely alone. Like that is how you show people Christ every single day. And that is so huge. And it's a really great opportunity while you're in high school. No, that's awesome. And all like such good advice that I wish I had heard in high school. That's a good question because I think the nature of... Christian relationship in high school is really different than it is in college. Um, College provides you with so many opportunities to get plugged in with other Christians and find real community. And I think in a lot of ways that can be hard in high school. Um, I had a very similar sized school as Lucy did. I graduated, I think, with like 67, which is tiny. And I think my encouragement for those of y'all who are still in high school would just to be to have like that one friend. Find that one friend who loves the Lord um, and will keep you accountable um, and you can pray for each other and have real honest conversation. And I think there's so much fruit in friendships with non-believers, 100% or people who maybe just like believe in God, but aren't really sure like how they want to live that out or what, like wherever they are um, on the spectrum, I think like we have so much to learn from each other. But I think for me, like one of the best things in high school was my friendships with a few girls who just really loved Jesus and could point me to him when I needed to be pointed there because I think high school is a hard place in a lot of ways and it's a really big kind of transition from ninth to twelfth grade you're going through a lot of changes and you are maturing in a lot of ways and you know you find your independence kind of for the first time in high school and that can be scary and I think just like I don't know John Bourgeois always says that our hearts are idol factories. And I think that I see that so much in high school and college age girls. Like it is so easy to make an idol out of anything. And having those friends who will say like, no, like Jesus is your Lord. And like, this is what he says about you. And this is what is true. Like, I don't know. I think that was a game changer for me in high school. And it doesn't have to be like in college. We have like, I can't even count like so many friends who love Jesus. Um, who really love Jesus. And then high school, I definitely did not have as many of those relationships, but I think even like one or two. Yeah, that's super good. 
I would definitely say the same thing. I, I definitely had to lean on a core group in high school. But I also think the coolest relationships were with people outside of school, like maybe in church or neighbors or um, just other folks that aren't necessarily in your space, in your bubble all the time. Um, so don't feel pressure to be close with like everyone in high school. It's really hard because you want to be people pleaser, friends with everyone. I've been there, still struggle with that. Um, but definitely surround yourself with a couple, couple good people that are really just going to point you to truth because it's so easy to get sidetracked on what the world wants of you and quote expects of you. But when you have those people that are really encouraging boldness, there's that theme again, but it's so relevant because I don't think I would have gotten through high school without those um, voices just encouraging me constantly. And even like a mentor, they don't have to be a lot older than you. Like I had an amazing, my young life leader was amazing for me. Um, Daisy, if you're listening, hello. And uh, she would just constantly just encourage me and just pour truth into my life and just point me back to the word. Um, Cause it's honestly scary in high school, navigating friendships and being a Christian in high school, because you're like, is this cool? And I used to come home literally crying to my parents. I'm like, I'm not cool. I love Jesus. And my dad's like, that's the coolest thing you could ever do ever. So I don't know. I just, for anyone feeling discouraged or um, uneasy about navigating that, just, just remember that God's always on your side and um, the coolest conversations and relationships and life comes out of being bold. So I want to add on to that a little bit. Like, I love what you said that so many, so many of the sweetest conversations are unexpected. And I feel like the Lord guides you to those. Like, for example, I had a teacher and I just did a little doodle of like Psalm 23 in her class after a test. And we weren't very close at the time. And she saw and she goes, Lucy, I'm planning like a speaking, like a speaking series about that passage for this upcoming weekend. And so we just clicked and we became so close. And like, I would go to her for so much advice and she's such a strong believer. So it's so sweet. And then you have super unexpected, really sweet conversations with people in your high school, like you said, that you're not even really close with. Another piece of advice I'd say is don't count anyone out. Don't like say, oh, they don't dress like this. They're not my friend. Do not count a single person in your high school out because they're probably really cool. And, you know, if you just like get over your own pride to the point where you just get to know this person that maybe sits alone or you think it's kind of weird, like there's going to be so much sweetness in that. And then also not to be a dork, but Lillian, I I stalk your mom's Instagram all the time (laughs) (laughs) and I find these like super sweet pictures of you from high school and I find things about the things that your like teachers and your peers said about you and how you're just like little miss sunshine and like you brought everyone so much joy and that's what I mean it's like yo you can be a light in high school and Lil can I just say is the goofiest silliest woman I know but like you invite other people into being their truest selves because of that and that is the power that you can have in your high school community in your church community in your college community like if you just like realize that your identity is so rooted in Christ that it cannot go anywhere, like that gives you the freedom once again to dance and be silly. And that lets other people have more joy too. And then one more thing I would say about high school for my advice is to talk to your mom. Yes. Like, yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. I know. I was, I was seeing that. I was like, the three of us can totally agree on that. Like talk to your mother tell her everything, like ask her for advice, tell her about your friends, like she's your best friend. And that is just really important. Talk to your mom, tell her everything. Yes. Word. Yes. Word. Very good. Very (laughs) sweet. (laughs) Yeah. Do y'all have anything else to add on this little topic? Or we can start talking about kind of like community in college. And like our other friend asked for us to talk about um, how to find friends in college and just kind of what that's like. Or do y'all have anything else to add on this past topic? Let's talk about college. Let's talk about college. Yeah. We love college. (laughs) Let's do it. All right. Do y'all have any, like, thoughts to start us off? Whatever you want, girl. I received such good advice before I went into college, actually, (laughs) from John Bourgeois once again. Y'all, this man is awesome. If you're listening, John, thank you. Yes. We love you, John. Um, But... I did this ministry in high school called Focus, and they have a pre-college weekend, and John was the speaker. Um, And he said, and it sounds like pretty simple, but he said, 
when you get to campus, get plugged in with some sort of campus ministry in the first 48 hours. And I was like, okay, like, sure. But y'all, I'm not kidding. That changed everything for me. I met Lillian and Lucy, the first Christian event I did at school. I immediately felt loved and welcomed and supported in a way that I honestly never had. Um, And we met so many of our friends there. Um, So many wonderful people. I met my mentor within my first 48 hours of college. Um, I don't know. And I think like that to me is like the best place to put yourself in an uncertain situation is like in a huge group of people who love Jesus because you know that they're going to love you just because they know that you're his. That is like the first step in um, forming really deep and lasting friendships in colleges to just put yourself around other believers from the get go. Yeah, that's so good. That's really good. And I, I second all of that. <laughs> um, but I would also say, I think when I got to college, my thought was just like, be friends with everyone, make friends with everyone. Yeah, the more friends, the better. And while that's amazing, um, you can only pour out so much. I know that Gracie was talking about how she was always getting coffee with people and hanging out with people and just running herself to the ground. And I was right there with the assist. And it's so mm-hmm. easy to be like, yes, I want to hang out with you. I want to hang out with you all the time. But at the end of the day, you have to give yourself a little bit of space. So true. But when navigating friendships, I would say that it's okay to like have an inner circle. It's not an exclusive thing. It's just a healthy thing because it's it wouldn't be healthy to have like 20 really close friends, you know, like you just get tired. And I think Jesus portrays that super well because he has like his three closest disciples, like Peter, James, John. And then he has his like 12 disciples, which are also his his bros. <laughs> that was quite the vernacular there talking about Jesus. But he has he has his people. And then he has like all of his friends outside of that circle and the people that he teaches who he healed, like he, he is friends with everyone and makes friends with everyone, but he, he finds rest in the um, closeness of his circle and his people um, so that he can rest and just feel at peace. So I, I, I would encourage those of you who are like us and oh came into college, like, yay, obviously meet as many people as possible, not discouraging that, but don't be afraid to scout out those couple few people that you just they're like all right I'm gonna rest with these people and we can chill and I can recharge and just feel just super calm and at peace um but I just encourage anyone going into college or in college just to find those people where you can just be yourself and be encouraged by them that's so good I also think like kind of along with that like you never know where you're gonna find those friendships and I think that's something that surprised me so much about college and when I first got to wake it was just people's willingness to spend time with each other because w- when you're a freshman like everybody wants friends everyone's really nervous yeah. um and so I think like don't be afraid to reach out to someone new like don't be afraid to ever ask someone to get coffee or lunch because I think a lot of times like those restful friendships can really sneak up on you in like unexpected places and I think you never want to inhibit yourself from finding them um like out of fear and that's easy too Like it's easy to slip into that because it's so overwhelming and there's always this little nagging voice that is Satan in the back of your head saying like, they don't want to hang out with you. But that is not true. That is a lie. And you have so much good and love to offer people. And I think like, again, there's so much freedom in knowing who Jesus says you are when you're going into college. And then if someone's in mini pants and doesn't want to hang out with you, that's okay because you know you're loved anyways. (laughs) So it's a win-win. Yeah. Big True. I would add, it's so cool how in college, like you are in control of where you place yourself. Mm-hmm. And I really believe that you could place yourself, um, you know, physically in your dorm room all day long. That might be super comfortable, but I don't know if you're going to make any friends that way. <laughs> um, I mean, <laughs> that sounds harsh. I agree with Lil. You need to take time alone. You need to rest, but don't let fear keep you alone and keep you inside. And I have said yeah. it before on this podcast, and I will say it a million times, but Satan's tool is isolation. And I super strongly believe that. Like, he is going to tell you, no, don't ask this person to hang out because you're so weird or you're not like them or they're going to think you're strange. That is literally Satan, you know, and I cannot stress that enough. You know, God's voice comforts and it stills, but Satan's voice nags, you know, that's so Satan's true. voice attacks and it nags you and it confuses you. God's voice never confuses you. Um, And this is a huge thing because a lot of girls and guys going into their freshman year of college, things are going to be really different with COVID 
And um, we're, we're not going to deny that. We're not going to deny that things are going to be different. Like John, John Bourgeois, another little shout out. He said the other day, he told us, he goes, y'all, the church, um, the body of Christ has been rolling and moving for so many years beyond us. And it has been rolling and moving through really hard stuff. COVID's not going to stop the body of the body of Christ. And so I would just say to freshmen and really anyone going back to school in the fall, that things are going to be different. There are going to be, you know, rules as there should be, you know, that are going to limit, um, you know, human contact and exposure. And I hate it. I hate it. But the biggest thing to remember through that is that Satan is the one who's telling you, no, don't ask this person to hang out one-on-one because you're weird, blah, blah, blah. But y'all, God wants us in community. And so it's scary. But when you know that you're a daughter or you're a son of Christ, you can do that without fearing that you're going to lose that title. You know, when you're a daughter of someone, you don't lose that title. It never goes away. You can reach out to people. You can make plans with people with freedom, you know, boldness again. Um, I don't know. I think that's going to be huge this year. Like with COVID, like so many things in the world are going to try to stop you from meeting with people in community. But just know that like, even if you have to FaceTime someone, like you have to meet with people, you have to um, spend time with people and open yourself up to people because that's the way the Lord works where two or three are gathered in his name. The Lord is present and the Holy Spirit is there. So, so good. No, I just think we need to take some of our wise words from Hilary Duff in another Cinderella story. She says, <laughs> she says, don't let the fear of striking out keep you from playing the game. And I think that. So Come on now. Come on, somebody. <laughs> I would also add that it's really important to just go outside of whatever bubble you find yourself in, whether that be like a ministry, like your your tight friend group, like you're going out friends, whatever that may be. Like I just encourage anyone, guy or girl, just to to branch out and just reach out to people that um, are interested in different things than you or just put yourself in a situation where like you can meet those kinds of people. One of the best decisions I made um, first semester was auditioning for an acapella group. Dina Dina's woohoo. And it was just the coolest thing because I might not have met those girls otherwise, um, but it was just a really cool way for me to um, just get out of the bubble that sometimes Christian community can be. Not that's a bad thing, but it's just important to just hang out with people different than you, you know, and um, that's not just for people who are involved in Christian ministries. If you're still skeptical or curious or interested in Christianity at all, I encourage you to reach out to someone who is in a ministry and, and go to an an RUF one Tuesday or just sit in on like a crew meeting or whichever ministry sparks your interest. But I just encourage everyone to step outside their comfort zone and just get comfortable with being uncomfortable um, as cheesy as that sounds. But that honestly bears so much fruit in the end because the relationships I've built from being so weird and saying like, Hey, like let's hang out or you're cool. Or I've literally said to a girl before, like, I have a friend crush on you. <laughs> and that was just really uncomfortable. But I have said <laughs> that before. <laughs> and hey, you know what? It's okay. Oh, and I, I have a friend crush on you. <laughs> oh, um, okay. Maybe we can hang out or something. Maybe we can hang out or something. We want to hang out or something? Oh, my gosh. Everyone's going to think we're weird. But we are. Hot take we are. Sorry. We are so sorry, weird. Not sorry. <laughs> That's so good, though. I think, I don't know, I think the idea is biblical. Like, yes, have your people, um, like, be around other Christians, be built up, build one another up, pour into each other. But also we are called to pour out. And, like, we are called to love on people who are different than us. And I think, like, finding opportunities for that on campus is, I don't know. I mean, A, it's so much fun. I did a musical this year, which got canceled because of the coronavirus. But, like, I had the best time meeting a completely different group of people and I also think like it was just such a such a blessing to expand like my circle and just I don't know you learn so much from different groups of people on campus and I think like you're almost doing yourself a disservice I think if you don't if you don't like find different little pockets of people I think it's like one of the most fun parts of college yeah I agree you only go to college once you know and I said it about high school but like don't count people out you know people are good and people are cool. And every single person that you meet, whether you think it or not initially, like in some way bears the image of the Lord and can teach you about his character, whether they're a Christian or not, whether you think they stink or not, you know? And so by counting people out, like 
like Gracie said, you're doing yourself a disservice. Like, and something that they said at the ministry kind of pre-orientation that the three of us went to and met at is the point of Christian community is not to just stay facing inward the whole time and keep it to yourselves, but it's to face outward and go outward. And I mean, to be cheesy, like, don't keep your light under a bushel, you know, like, (laughs) hide it under a bushel. No, (laughs) no. (laughs) So another thing that I've said so many times on the podcast is that when you approach people and communities and groups of people and friends with the knowledge that one of their strongest desires is to be known and loved and seen and heard, that changes the game, you know. Um, once you know that about the human heart, that the human heart craves to be known and to be loved. And first of all, that is a direct reflection of the way that God designed us. Uh, but when you know that, like you can more fully love people. And going way back to what Gracie and Lillian were saying is that everyone wants to make friends. Everyone wants community. And so you can know that. You can know, okay, this person just wants to be loved. And then you can ask them to hang out and then y'all can love on each other. And it's sweetness and it's a reflection of God's heart. But it's so good. I would also say like, don't put a ton of pressure on yourself if you're coming into school this year to just make your best friends instantly. Because honestly, it was just such a blessing that the three of us ended up meeting so soon. But everyone's story is so different. Um, Mm -hmm. And the Lord is going to use that for so much good. Because I've met like some other friends who like really struggled to find, I guess, their people. And you know what? That's okay. It's a part of the journey. And the Lord has you where you're going for a reason. And um, he's going to provide for Mm -hmm. sure. And I would definitely just lean into prayer with that. Because man, oh man, if it's one thing that I did the summer before school, I was like, Lord, please give me some community. Um, And bam. So this is such a creepy story, but I'm going to tell it anyways, because I think all you girlies can relate to this. There is this thing that happens before you go to college, and it is like this obsessive Instagram stalk of every single person you can find. And maybe y'all didn't do that, but I know the three of us definitely stalked each other on Instagram. Um, (laughs) And I remember looking at Lucy and Lillian's profiles like separately on different days or whatever and I was like oh my gosh like they seem so cool like they seem like they really love Jesus and I remember just being like Lord I don't know even why I'm praying this to you right now but I just ask that you would like bless those relationships if that's something that would glorify you and something that would please you and y'all I it's so random right I didn't really do that ever again it was just with the two of them and I mean like look at us now I think that's such a testament to like the Lord's desire to give us people who love him like to give us people to worship with and like to give us people to fill up with joy and love. Like he wants us to be in community. And I think like, I don't know, it's kind of funny now that like (laughs) I stalked them on Instagram and now they're two of my best friends. But I just think like that is a desire that he has. Like it delights him to give us those friendships, which is the coolest thing. It really is the coolest thing. That is cool. And Lil, I'm so happy that you brought up prayer because I was about to say, that maybe the last thing we could talk about would be prayer because I always encourage younger girls that you can go ahead and start praying for your college friends right now. Kind of like Gracie was saying, you can go ahead and start asking for that. And then also just the power of prayer once we were on campus and we were friends and uh, we can wrap it up after this, but I think it's cool because I grew really close to you two really fast because I feel like the three of us spent a lot of time in prayer together. And we spend a lot of time praying for each other, praying with each other, praying over each other. And I've also mentioned this in so many episodes. And PSA, it's these two that I was talking about. But um, <laughs> it, it is just so cool. Like, And I tell every, I tell little girls this, but like the three of us have prayed all over campus. They're, like, Remember that time like we sat down yeah. and we prayed in the gym and we prayed at campus grounds, the coffee shop. Like We have prayed all over, all over town. And that's just a really powerful thing to keep in mind. Uh, you know, your freshman year, but also just in life. Anyway, I was just saying, I think it's really cool how we saw a lot of fruit come out from all three of our prayer lives this year and just praying with y'all encouraged me to pray more on my own. It is really good to see that the way the Lord really does answer prayers and not always how he, how you think he might answer them, but he does. And prayer was just a big part of freshman year for me. And I yeah. bet y'all too, if you want to talk about that for a second. Yeah. I just remember like, I think there's something so beautiful about having friends who will pray for you and because freshman year was awesome but it definitely was not without its challenges Um, and I think like again one of the reasons that 
we became so close is that there was a time, probably October, November, where I really had to lean on y'all for prayer. I was going through a little bit of a hard time and I won't get into that, but I just think like there was so much comfort for me in those moments where we just stop whatever we were doing and y'all just say like, let me, let me pray for you. Like, well, let's bring this to the Lord. And there's so much relief and comfort in that. And I remember there was even one night like where I was just really bummed and we sat in Lillian's room for like two hours and she played her guitar and we just worshiped and prayed together. And I think like, I don't know, it was one of the most beautiful things and such a testament to to the Lord and his work in these friendships. And I think, I think you're right, Lucy. Like, I think that is what made our relationships like what they are, is our time spent with Jesus together. Definitely. And I think there's a misconception when it comes to prayer that like, whether you're alone or praying before a meal or like with your friends, praying over your friends, that it has to be some eloquent, super profound statement. Like that is just simply not the case. The Lord just wants us to be in his presence. And I honestly, I start every prayer with, hey, Jesus, which, yes, he is my father and heavenly father. And um, I respect him more than anything in the world. But he just wants to be with us. You know what I mean? Like he just wants us to come in his presence. It's just a conversation. Um, And it's just so beautiful that we can wake up in the morning and just just have like a little conversation. It doesn't have to be super long. Like, hey, Jesus, thank you just so much for this day and my friendships and for all you're doing. And I think y'all really encouraged me to do that too, because my prayer life dramatically increased um, at school just because others were encouraging me to, to pray about things um, and just talk to the Lord about it. Because it's so easy to just to not sometimes um, and forget. It's honestly the most fruitful thing and will just give you the most joy throughout your day. Yeah, that's awesome. And unless y'all have anything else to add on that subject, I can go ahead and ask y'all a question that I like to wrap up with. So um, I love to ask everyone, is there a statement of truth that upon hearing it was life-changing for you? And I really ask this question because throughout my freshman year, I can look at different time periods and see a different statement of truth that I repeated to myself almost every day. So um, one that is actually from Gracie's friend is to let people feel the full weight of who you are. That's so good because when I was going throughout my year, like he told me like, to let people feel the full weight of who you are and then let them decide what they think about you, not to like go ahead and only show them parts of you. And that was, that was huge. And then another one was like, you know, comparison destroys joy. Comparison will hurt you every single time, whether you are thinking, Oh, well I'm better than them in this way, or I'm worse than them in this way. It hurts you every single time. That's from Emmy. But I was just wondering if y'all, do y'all have a statement of truth? Mine is something that I've actually been thinking about really recently this is a new thing that I have heard but it's an old saying it's a Billy Graham quote um and it says it's the Holy Spirit's job to convict God's job to judge and our job to love and I think for me that is so freeing um and just such a beautiful thing because something that we kind of would remind each other of sometimes is that like the Lord is not in any way reliant on us to move. Um, And I think that is so true. Like the Lord moves when he chooses, he moves where he chooses. Um, He convicts, he judges where he chooses and none of that is up to us. And so we are set free to just be instruments of his love on earth. Like that is literally all we have to do um, is go out and love people. And I know Lucy said this earlier, but love without an agenda. Anyways, I just think it's like super awesome to love without an agenda. Like Lucy said, like just be there for people, be there to lift them up and build them up and, um, let them know that they're seen and that they're heard and that they're known. I just think that is such a cool thing that we can do. Yeah. So good. So good. This actually just popped in my head, but I guess that means that I've just been trying to live by this for my whole life. But my dad, my mom and dad both, but my dad in particular has just been really good at instilling just like confidence in my brother and I ever since we were little or just like, oh, and like you got this. And that just sounds so simple, but like hearing your dad say that to you is just such a, such a cool thing. And he would always say the phrase, whatever you think is cool is cool. <laughs> but to an extent kind of sound, sounds kind of prideful, but when you're little, or like, I don't know, even in high school, middle school, wherever, whatever phase of life, it's College. so easy. Oh, yeah, true. Wherever you are, whatever season you're in, it's so easy to just look at the people around you and think, hmm, am I living up to the standard? Or am I, am I cool enough? Am I enough? Period. But I just think that that phrase, whatever you think is cool is cool. And I, and I just picture our 
God saying that to us, you know, like, um, he's always got our backs and is always supporting us and whatever we do. And my dad would also say like, I'm your biggest fan. And I can totally picture the Lord saying that to us because he so is. Um, that's awesome. But yeah, that was just, that's just always kind of stuck with me. What a cool like representation of your heavenly father through your earthly father. It's really yeah. special. No, super sweet. <laughs> well, you guys rock. And I am literally so excited for people to hear this episode. And y'all are literally incredible and just have meant so much to me and grown me and loved me in so many ways. And so... Thank you so much for being here today and just sharing, you know, what the what the Lord is doing in your lives with all of us. Oh my goodness. Thank you for letting us be a part of this. This is, I don't know, this is awesome. We're really proud of you. Yes, we are. Thank you, Lou. This is, we're honored. We are honored. Oh my God. <laughs> this is the most exciting thing I've done in all of quarantine. Really though. We're just, we're thankful for you and your heart and your boldness to share. So we're thankful for you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Sponge Talk Podcast. Um, Please know that if you ever want to talk more about any of these topics or really anything we've covered on the podcast, please feel free to reach out to me. I'd love to discuss them in more detail with you. Um, And you can follow us and contact me through our Instagram at sponge underscore talk underscore podcast. And don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Um, Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you again next week. Bye.